what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. They're going to come up to your house and do a test. And if your house is so many years old like mine is, and it ain't got the insulation in it and the proper windows and this and that and the other, you're going to have to make some changes. Or we'll give you a subsidy to move in our little apartment that we've got made for you way over here somewhere. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 55 verse 6. Isaiah 55 verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the righteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts." For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. The Green New Deal. For the past several weeks, we've been dealing with the subject of climate change. Over the past 65 years, there has been an increase in natural disasters. From just under 50 in 1960 to 850 by 2009. So we've seen a dramatic increase in these things, and some of the brightest minds in the world are telling us today that man is the cause. Now, they are right in that 
man is the cause, but it's not in the way that they are thinking. They are thinking that global warming, climate change is because of too many poisonous gases coming from planes, cars, factories, and that sort of thing. But the Word of God tells us that creation was greatly affected by the fall. Paul said in Romans chapter 8 and verse 20 that the creation was made subject to vanity. In verse 22, he said, Creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Climate change is a result of the fall, and when man fell in the garden, God placed a curse on the ground. And because of the fall, as you know, God gave man dominion over everything. And when man fell, he lost that dominion over to Satan. Sin is what gives Satan a legal right to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And Paul said in Ephesians 2 and verse 2 that he is the prince of the power of the air. And so Satan can fool with the elements and he can affect the weather and we've looked at all of that. The Bible is full of natural disasters that have taken place. It's nothing new. But as sin increases, we see where God at times throughout the Bible sent judgment upon the world because sin was so bad. Noah and the ark. Sodom and Gomorrah. The sin of homosexuality. God destroyed those two cities with fire over that sin of homosexuality. And last week we looked at how in the not too distant future, God is going to pour out judgment upon judgment upon judgment one after the other during the great tribulation period. Jesus said it will be such tribulation as the world has never seen before or known in all of its history. Earthquakes, earthquakes so severe with such magnitude that it will create tsunamis that will come in and wash over the land areas. The Bible said in one particular judgment that the mountains and the islands of the sea were no more. They fled away. Hailstones weighing from anywhere from 100 to 110 pounds coming down. During that time, meteorites coming from out of the sky and hitting the earth and poisoning the water supply. One judgment right after the other because of sin. My friend, if you're listening to me today and you were not saved, you do not want to be here when that time starts. When God begins to pour out His judgment, you do not want to be here. And I thank the Lord this morning that I'm not going to be here. Now, y'all can get all the dry food stuff you want. You can dig a hole in the ground and put you a bunker, and you can store up all this stuff if you want to. You can look for a hole in the ground if you want to. But this brother right here is looking for a hole in the sky because the Bible says that Jesus Christ is coming again. He's coming 
coming back with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And I got the Holy Ghost in me. And every single one of you listening to me today, if you got the Holy Ghost in you, when that trump sounds, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. When that trump sounds and you hear it, brother, we're going to be gone in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Glory to God. But some of you listening to me this morning, if you're not ready, and that trump sounds, you're going to know what has happened. And it just might be too late for you. Because the Bible says that God will send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie and be damned which some interpret that to mean that if you heard the gospel prior to the rapture and you rejected Jesus Christ and you miss it, you will not have an opportunity to get saved after the rapture. Now, there are plenty in the world that's never heard the gospel. And there's going to be people, when after the rapture takes place, there's going to be people that get saved. But there's a chance that people that have heard the gospel... Prior to the rapture, after the rapture, they're going to know what's happened. But God's going to send a strong delusion, a great deception, a lie. And you say, well, Brother James, I just, I, I don't understand how that can be. I mean, if I was left back here and I saw millions of people instantly disappear, I, I'd just do whatever I had to do to make sure I made it. I wouldn't let no deception, I wouldn't let nobody tell me no lie. I'd know for sure that the Bible is the Bible. Uh, how in the world can somebody be deceived after witnessing all of that and knowing what the Bible says? Well, look at the election today. I know Christian folk right now. They've been in church all of their life. Some of them are pillars in the church, but yet they've got a sign sitting in the yard promoting a particular candidate that is for homosexuality and gay marriage and murdering of little babies. So yes, you can be deceived. And people are being deceived today. If you're listening to me today and you're not saved, now's the time to call upon the name of the Lord while you can. Isaiah said... Isaiah 55, verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. God is dealing with some of you listening to me right now. God is dealing with you, sir. You're sitting there in that prison, and I don't know what you've done, but God loves you today, and he's dealing with your heart. He's pulling at you. Some of those inmates keep speaking to you, and you know what you need to do. Call upon the Lord now while you can before it's everlasting too late. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God and he will abundantly pardon. We, we deserve to be laid over the wood pile. But God is gracious and merciful. If you'll turn to Him today, you will experience His grace. You will experience His mercy. And God's got good things for you. Sir, if you'll let God catch you, He'll bless you. Glory to God. I feel that this morning. God's got blessings for you. He's got good things for you. 
But with all of this increase of natural disasters in the world today, 7.8 billion people on the planet. Only 2.5 billion claim some form of Christianity. And there's a lot of people out here that ain't saved. They don't believe in God. They got a, a, another religion, or either they're secular humanist, or they don't believe in God. And some of these people, they have some of the brightest minds in the world. And in their thinking, these natural disasters is being caused by man and these gases and so forth. And so they have come up with this plan called the Green New Deal. If we can implement these particular things, then we can stop climate change. We can stop these hurricanes, we can stop all of these things that are taking place. Listen to this. The Green New Deal promises to stop climate change, but it will cost $93 trillion over the next decade. It involves a lot of government regulations on where you can live, how much electricity you can use, the kind of car you can drive, what kind of job you have, the kind of crops that a farmer can grow and where, and the equipment that he can use or not use. The Green New Deal plans to eliminate oil, coal, gas, and natural gas which are currently being used to power our nation. The resolution would mandate a total nationwide switch to renewable energy, despite the fact that wind and solar produce less than 3% of our energy needs, even after billions of dollars spent in subsidies. It'll spell disaster for our economy. Even if technology pushes renewable energy to its physical limits, the massive amount of land required for wind and solar farms and the unreliability of the weather render these energy resources unsuitable for powering our modern economy. The Green New Deal also requires that every building in America be renovated or torn down and be rebuilt so that it can be energy efficient. Now, you think of that. They're going to come up to your house and do a test, and if your house is so many years old like mine is, and it ain't got the insulation in it and the proper windows and this and that and the other, you're going to have to make some changes, or we'll give you a subsidy to move in our little apartment that we've got made for you way over here somewhere. None of these things is going to stop climate change. I read it to you just last week. There is a time of great tribulation coming, and you can, you can spend $293 trillion if you want to, and it's not going to stop what God has designated in His Word to happen. But this thing that's being promoted, ladies and gentlemen, it's not intended to affect the climate really 
It is an agenda to control people. It is an agenda that will destroy the economy of our nation to push us further toward socialism and communism. That's what it is. Somebody figured it up. It will cost every household in America $65,000 a year in taxes to pay for this Green New Deal. Now you think of that. $65,000 in taxes. That's what's coming to this country. That's what they're pushing for. That's what they want to have happen. But let me submit something to you today. God's got a better plan. God's got the real green new deal. And he said, in Isaiah 55 verse 8, he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And your ways are not my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, man thinks that he can affect climate change by doing this and regulating and and all this kind of thing. But God's got a better plan. He said, verse 10, For as the rain and snow cometh down from heaven and waters the earth, and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. God's word will come to pass. And Now, now what's going to happen? After the rapture of the church, you have seven years' great tribulation. At the end of that, the Antichrist will gather the armies of the world against Israel. That's when Jesus is going to come back at the Battle of Armageddon. He's going to squash that battle. And he's going to be King of kings and Lord of lords. And the word will come forth out of his mouth at that time. And this whole world is going to be changed. By the word that comes out of his mouth. He said, the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. All of creation is going to explode in worship to God. The curse that has been upon this earth for over 6,000 years is going to be Removed. The earth groans to be delivered right now. But that, and that deliverance is coming. Glory to God. Now, man's Green New Deal says that we're going to do these things over the next 10 years, and then over the next couple of decades, we'll see a change. God's Green New Deal could take place in the next seven years. What do you mean, Brother James? Well, if the rapture takes place and the tribulation starts right after the rapture, that's seven years, and then Christ comes back, the Lord can change everything within the next seven years. Glory to God. Mm. He went on to say, he said, verse 13, instead of the thorn coming up, he said the fig tree's going to come up, and instead of the briar, the myrtle tree is going to come up. 
You see, the briars and those type, the thorns and that sort of, it's part of the curse. And God's going to remove the curse during the millennium. All right, something else is going to happen. As we stated, Satan has a legal right to do what he does in this world because of sin. But at the battle of Armageddon, that rascal's going to be bound up. Revelation 20. Revelation 20, verse 1, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Glory to God. Bound him for a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more. Glory to God. God's going to put that devil in his right place. There won't be no more going before the Lord and asking permission to do this and do that and do the other. Man, that's going to be a tremendous change during that time period. But let me move on. Let me show you some other things that's going to happen. Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah 30, verse 26. Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of seven days. In the day that the Lord bindeth up the breach of his people and healeth the stroke of their womb. We learn a couple of things here in this passage. Light heals. There are healing properties in light. And the Bible tells us here in this passage that the whole earth is going to be healed. Let me ask this question. What is going to bring about this increase in light? Isaiah 25, verse 7. And he will destroy in his mountain the face of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. When the fall took place, there was placed around this world a covering cast, a veil, if you will. And I don't know what all that is. But whatever that is, God's going to remove it. During the millennium, allowing the light that God originally created to shine upon this earth the way that he intended for it to be. So there's going to be an increase in light during that time. Notice verse 8, Isaiah 25. He will swallow up death in victory, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all our faces and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off the earth, for the Lord has spoken it. Death is going to be removed. The funeral homes are going to be put out of business. Glory to God. No more death and dying. Why? Because the king of life is here. Let's look at some other things. Isaiah 35. Isaiah 35, verse 1. 
The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Today, many nations of the world cannot feed their people because much of the land area is desert land. But during the millennium, The Lord will speak the word and it will blossom as a rose. That is God's green new deal. That's what's coming, ladies and gentlemen. And let me tell you something. It's not going to cost $93 trillion. It's already costed God everything. It costed His Son, Jesus Christ, dying on Calvary for you. What is it going to cost you as an individual? It's going to cost you your heart. Give him your heart today. Isaiah begins chapter 55 with these words. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come to the waters. And he that hath no money, let him come and buy and eat and come without money, without price. The only currency that God will accept is faith in the finished work of Christ. Are you saved today? As we stated earlier in this message, seek the Lord today while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. The program today has been a blessing to you, and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message. Just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601. Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. 
On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.